It's everything Queensland footy. Good bold football from the Brisbane Lions. That's a big one for the Suns. This is Triple M Footy's Northern Exposure. Yes, it is coming into the final round of the season. Triple M Footy's Northern Exposure. And don't worry, for 15 minutes today, you won't have to hear the names Alistair Clarkson or Ben Rutten. We're only focused on what's going on up here in Queensland. My name's Nick Davis. I welcome, as always, Jack Fulham and Will Rolson. And just like it was last year, the Brisbane Lions have their destiny in their hands. Can they lock in the double chance, Jack? We're very excited for this Friday night. We have been treated to some massive games at the Gabba this year, and I think Friday night is going to be the biggest of them because Melbourne, uh, from seemingly invincible at the turn, they are very vulnerable and could slip out of uh, slip out of the top four. And the Lions, you know, have a top four chance in their own hands. What well, what more could you want heading into round twenty three? There are shades of the big ride game as well from a couple of years mm. back, and uh, a man who probably may have sweat himself through last Friday night's affair against St Kilda, the fifteen point win at Marvel. Will Ralston, how are you enjoying the Lions' form tracking into this final round of the season, this blockbuster on Friday night? Yeah, g'day, gents. Absolutely, I'm <laughs> pumped. I'm buzzing. I think that our form kind of stacks up. I think a lot of people were very pessimistic after the Richmond game, as you know, as is probably their right, because that was a capitulation. But if you take all of our quarters from the last month or two, we've played some good footy. And that uh, that third quarter against Richmond was a, an unmitigated disaster. But then we had a, a, a nice win against Carlton, albeit with another mini collapse. And then What about the third quarter on collapse. Friday night? Will. Yeah, a smaller collapse again <laughs> against St Kilda. And then their goal kicking obviously helped. And that we can't shy away from that. If uh, Max King had kicked straighter and then had, hadn't given the contagious yips to the rest of the side, they probably would have got the job done uh, on top of us. But in the end, I thought it was a professional win. And it sets us up in a really good position. I said four weeks ago when we were taking on uh, Richmond at the G that our next four games, I think the Richmond one was the least likely You did, of yes. Us of us to win out of those purely because it was at the G and we came very close Mm. and God, if we can snare second place on the ladder, which feels unlikely, but if we win, we'll come third and that would probably set up a final against Sydney at the SCG, which we have won at this year. I don't know. I feel like if we can get a home prelim, we're as good a chance as anyone. That's where I think at the moment. But I'm looking too far ahead. We've got to focus on the day, sir. Yes, we do. We'll run through all the possible scenarios very soon. But we saw the game changer on Friday night. And this is something that Lions have lacked over the last couple of weeks. But we knew he was due for a big season. We're waiting for this breakthrough. But, Jack, the form of Cam Rayner on Friday night was something to behold. Well, usually when the Lions need a clutch goal and someone to stand up in crunch time, it's Zach Bailey. Right. But um, Cam Rayner took the crown on Friday night. The three last quarter goals were as just ice cool as it gets. And it's almost as though it could have been a coming of age game for Cam Rayner. He'd go close to the three Brownlow votes and um, he just looked another class, which is so exciting looking forward to see what this kid is going to become because he's got some serious skills. Yeah, definitely. He's gotten the three Brownlow votes before. I think it was down in Tassie against the Hawks. But this was against a hardened opposition right in the finals pitcher, playing for their life, playing for their season. And it was just a, a last quarter masterclass. I thought he was brilliant and really exciting. Coming back from that knee, it feels like he's really hit his straps. And yeah, he's going to have a poor performance here and there. But it's just nice to know that between him, Zach, Charlie... 
Link, we've got and, and Zorks. We've got so many avenues to goal, and he's just proven himself to be a massive threat at the perfect time to do so. So I thought it was a great performance. And the thing I love most in a player is a bit of swagger. And when he kicked that goal deep in the pocket oh, and shushed the it. crowd, <laughs> oh, yeah. just, yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah oh. it was brilliant. Uh, not to mention the performance, I thought, of Oscar McInerney, who is kind of establishing himself as the form ruckman of the comp. What do you guys think? I, I think would... between last week and this week, he was exceptional. I would say that in the last four weeks, he, yeah, he's put probably you know, the best four-game stretch of his career together. He was very good against Carlton. But it's those kind of things that um, you can see when the Lions fade away, you know, in the third quarters and last week against Carlton. It's when Oscar isn't getting his hand on the footy. There's a direct correlation between mm. it. They get beaten out of the middle. So he's going to be very important for the Lions going forward. And uh, we'll get like back to the Lions ruck situation. Do you think that Darcy Fort, you know, should play, should they run to Ruckman? Or do you think Big O is you know, doing a good enough job to, to ruck solo through a finals campaign? I think it depends on who you're playing, to be honest. And because, obviously, um, they just had Marshall out there and they didn't have Ryder, it meant that we had that luxury. But if you come here up against Fremantle or someone who has got two really prominent ruckmen or just talls in their side that have more threats, I think that's when you sort of rely on a Darcy Ford. But we saw against Richmond, we don't want to have him as a medical sub and we don't want to be reliant because we have a very tall list. We do. And we had a very tall side on the weekend. So I don't think we want to rely on it unless we have to. That's a very diplomatic answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, coming into this week, look, we're going to be taking on the likes of Gorn and Jackson, still one of the most formidable combinations in the game. You add Lever and May into that mix. The Lions struggle, and this happened again on Friday night, when they start kicking down the line. We are not a team that works well when we just decide to kick the ball down the line. Have to take the game on. Friday night, it's got to be straight across that uh, cricket pitch. Dan Rich, straight through the middle of the ground. That's how they are going to have to play. I completely back the Lions in, but everything is going to have to go right for them. Well, we're currently favourites. It's really not going to be some sort of miracle if we pull this off. I think our best foot is good enough that we've displayed at the Gabba. And Melbourne are having a wobble. They were, what were they, 10-0? and And since then, they've been 5-6. and six. So... They're hardly the form team in the comp. And I think last week they should have lost against Carlton. I don't know how they managed to pull that off, but it was the sign of a very mature side that I think if we can display anywhere near the first half that we had against Carlton or or the first half against Richmond, we'll be able to put together a performance that really troubles them. So I'm bullish. I I think we've got a top four spot on our hands here, and I'm hoping we don't blow it. Well, we're looking to probably have the best 22 back on the park on Friday night with Marcus Adams and Callum Archie both likely to come back in. Mitch Robinson was managed on Friday night as well. But, Jack, there's another bloke in the VFL right now who is pushing for a start. Well, he went down with an ankle injury early in the year after making his debut and the Lions internally, they really rate him for his pressure and just his, his kind of X factor. That's young Kai Lohman, the grug. The grug! And grug. he could be a chance to come back. He he has been, well, two weeks ago against Carlton, he was a listed emergency, played in the VFL, took a massive hanger Didn't on the he? weekend too. Like, the boy can get up. So I would love to see him get a chance because I think he just provides that extra, you know, sort of pressure and X factor because... Let's face it, the Lions, in their forward 50, they're not a pressure cooker compared no. to some forward lines going around. So I think that he adds an extra element to it. But then again, it's who do you um, who do you shuffle out of that mix that's been pretty good over the last few weeks. Yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know which of the forwards you can drop for him, but I love the idea that there is that pressure from underneath. 
We've seen that uh, Morris Rioli's made a few of the tiles across the AFL Instagram accounts uh, over the last week because he's now registered the most points from his own turnovers and he's, he's only played like 10 less games than everyone else on the list. But Lincoln McCarthy is second on that list, I believe. So we have the ability to create those sort of pressure opportunities. But if, uh, I don't know, if someone were to go out, I don't want to be the person in charge. <laughs> We've played in that space and that's not exactly where we want to be. Yes, Jack? Well, nah. one thing I want to ask you, heading into um, you know, last round of the season, you know, top four spot up to, for grabs. Who do you not want to play in the first week of the finals? Uh, that's a good question. I reckon Richmond because it means that we're playing an elimination final. Yep. If we're playing in a way top four game, then you can kind of... Saying you can lose it is a bad way of approaching it, but a loss there doesn't feel as damaging to your campaign. We've seen so many teams that have won it in four games before. But yeah, I, I, I don't think we can play Richmond in week one, win that, and then go on to win three away games after that. I just can't see it happening. So, but And not to mention how good Richmond are looking. Uh, other than that, I think Geelong at the MCG, that's just a disaster waiting to happen if, if we have to make that happen at some point, which might very well be the grand final. But yeah, that's not something I want in week one. Would be an interesting thing to ponder with Geelong, you know, if they fit, well, obviously Geelong are going to win the minor premiership, but if the Lions finish fourth, Victorian team versus an interstate team, could they play that game at GMHBA Stadium? Or do you reckon it would be at the G? Well, it's only happened once, hasn't it? So yeah, is that Fremantle, Fremantle game? Yeah. Uh, and and the, the most likely outcome, I think, at the moment is that Fremantle will get that fourth position on the ladder. So I'm not sure what the AFL will do there. If Brisbane were to somehow fall into that fourth spot, I don't know. I think there's enough Victorian members to mount a case for the MCG. But yep. I, we have similar yeah. track records at both venues. So I don't not, think not great. I, look, I also reckon given that the AFL obviously runs the final series, they'll be looking to maximise how much money they can make out of it. GMHBA is still undergoing renovations, so they won't yeah. be happy with the small capacity. Uh, I think uh, Gillen and the Big Bucks will win out there, but we can only focus on what's going to happen this Friday night when the Lions take on the Demons. You can hear that call right here on Triple M Footy. and On track to be sold out too. Yep, and there's a, a Broncos Storm are playing at the very same time, so I cannot... I cannot Two wait for Brisbane that. Brisbane versus yeah, Melbourne. Absolutely. I cannot wait for that crowd figure to come in and just watch the AFL, just give another uppercut to the NRL up here in the River City. Um, but let's yeah. head down. Let's both, hit. both are very similar uh, importance to the respective teams as well. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, the Broncos, um, they've still got a final spot just on the line. But we'll have a look at the Gold Coast Suns now because unfortunately. Uh, not quite the result we were hoping for. It was always going to be a tough ask against the Cats on Saturday evening. Uh, Jack, you were front and centre for that. Not let's, great, was it? Let's be honest. The Suns have given up the ghost. A little bit. Um, a very lacklustre first quarter. I thought, like, the you know the effort and the application, you know, for the last three quarters was good. Geelong are a very class side, mm-hmm. and they look, they look scary dangerous, um, especially in that first quarter where they were just had the game on their own terms. They put pressure on the footy and probably the most clinical forward line in the comp at the moment. So, But yeah, the, the Suns, they look tired. They look shot. One thing I would want to see from the Suns next year is get Big Witsy some help in the ruck. You're really struggling, do you? Watching him over the last three weeks, he is not a man that he's moving well at all. Um, he still wins ruck contests, but around the ground, it, it's sort of starting to creep into liability liability territory because he just can't move. Do you reckon and that he, has something to do with the recovery from the ACL last year or is it just he's just too big a body it, it bloke? It might be, but it's it's also a bloke that you're that's rucked 
pretty much the whole year as the, the lone ruckman. And he would play at least 80% of game time in the ruck every week. And it, I think it just takes its toll. And I think next year, if you want to you know, be heading into a finals campaign, is that you're going to have to get Witsy some help for at least you know half a season. So if they do fall into a finals campaign, he can actually play and play well. So would you try and take yeah. would you try and take someone else off the market? Because I, I don't like the idea. You could easily say that uh, Big Mab could go and help him out, but I, I'd much prefer him down forward. So do you go to the well? Do you go to the draft? What well, do you do here? Well, there is a, a mid-season recruit that they picked up last year that's um, actually been putting together some really strong performances in the VFL. His name's Ned Moyle. So I'd like to see Ned get an opportunity, you know, maybe even this week, um, you know, Suns with nothing to lose. But early next year, he puts together a strong preseason. It'd be nice to see him get a game. But also, it's nice to see, you know, the Suns on the weekend. They're getting a few games into, you know, kids. Elijah Hollands was good again. He's really shown a lot over the last few weeks. Mac Andrew's going to be better for the run. Um, during the second quarter, they actually sat Mac Andrew forward to go and sit on Tom Stewart. And I think, what better lesson to become an intercepting defender than go and play on Tom Stewart for yeah. a quarter? Because, you know, Tom Stewart, again, was incredible. So it's going to be a good lesson for them. I don't think all is lost at the Suns. It's been a great year, but yeah, they're tired. Yeah, they are tired. And yeah. we, we, we speak about their post-buy form over the years gone by. Unfortunately, it's kind of gone away from us again this season. They are 2-6 and six since round 15. 14th points for in the AFL, um, 16th points against. And their Look, time in front... 21%, which there has is been some very last. close games in that one. Uh, there has, there has. So, um, look, uh, what they need to do, they need to bounce back. Final game of the year. If they win, and I'm counting percentage into this, this will be their best ever season. 10 wins, uh, 12 losses, and a percentage above 100. You take that as a win, they'll finish about 12th. They'll still get a decent fixture next year. But also, just something to show to the fans and members, and Isaac Rankin talking to you as well. Turn up on Saturday afternoon because, uh, Will, you'll be producing that game there, I imagine. Uh, match yeah. of the round? I'll be there front and centre. And I'll just be on Took Miller Brownlow watch, I reckon, because that's one of the most interesting talking points well, can still I s- coming out of the sun season. Can, can I say, I loaded up on Took Miller pre season for the Brownlow and got him at 27 bucks. Oh, no, not bad. And wow. he just keeps coming in, and I'm like, I could be on here. Well, Lockie Neal did I, get tagged pretty well last weekend, so you might be on here. Yeah. And this this is Took's game do, to deliver. Do you also feel that Lockie Neal, like just because he racks up so many possessions, like might be getting into Tom Mitchell territory, where it's like people just start to take his greatness for granted, and maybe that might oh. even slip through into the umpiring ranks. I don't know. I think I think Lockie's got it one hand on it at the moment. I think the triple MVP is a much closer race than what I think the Brownlow will be. But so the Took Miller might just win the triple MVP this weekend. That's, he's gotten a lot of three votes from Simon Black. <laughs> of course oh, he has. Mate. Blackie's just single-handedly won him a triple MVP. All right. Well, that's Triple M Footy's Northern Exposure for another week. Lions, Demons, Friday night. Suns, Ruse, Saturday afternoon. Triple M Rocks Footy, Northern Exposure, Rocks Queensland.